Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Allie Schuyler. She is the co-founder and content and digital director for the boutique online business development company, Capitalize on Your Uniqueness. For over 15 years, Allie and her couplepreneur husband, Jamie Greenberg, have been helping purpose and passion-driven emerging and expert entrepreneurs learn how to package, market, and monetize their expertise into high-level coaching and training platforms to drums, excuse me, jumpstart or scale their online business. Allie, so much to talk about. Welcome to the space. Come on up. Hey, Hollis, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello, Allie. So Woo-hoo! good to hear you. <laughs> Yay, you did I it. Did it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so happy March. Thank you. Same to you. Oh my God. March 1st. Crazy. March 1st. And so grateful to have you as my first guest in the month of March. Oh, thank you. I'm happy and to be here. Very exciting. It's going to be a great conversation. So before we dive in and learn more about what you do and who you are and your story, yeah. is there some kind of fun fact that you would like to share with us before we dive in? Fun fact. Well, I just learned how to play pickleball. Uh-huh. <laughs> And um, friends of ours flew us down to Florida for my husband's birthday, and it was so cool. And uh, they taught us how to play. And we haven't played racket sports in like 15 years because Jamie actually hurt his shoulder. But I had such a blast. So now I'm coming home, and uh, I'm ready to get into pickleball. So that's kind of a new fun fact for me. I love that. It's so funny. It, It became the craze during COVID. And I actually heard, I think it was on NPR or something, like the person who kind of created pickleball was telling the story about where it came from that it was something that his parents created kind of as something to keep them busy and it kind of grew from there so why don't you tell us before we move on for anybody who doesn't know about pickleball what is the difference between that and badminton or tennis (laughs) well it's basically you're like on a tennis court and i'm not a big tennis player but it seems to be a smaller court And what's interesting to me is I don't understand why this became such a big sport in the pandemic because you're actually playing closer to each other than you were if you're playing tennis. tennis, You tend to like, you know, you're back at the end of the court. This like everybody's supposed to move up to the net and play right off of the net. So I'm a little, I haven't done my research yet, but it's one of the things I'm going to try to do on the weekend is really find out. First of all, the name is pickleball. I can't figure out how that came about. And then part of the court's called the kitchen. I mean, there's, there's things there that are kind of, befuddling my brain, but I hope we get more information <laughs> on the weekend. But it was fun. I had such a good time. So anyway. I love it. Cool. I love it. Yeah. On this NPR episode, they were talking about how that all came about, but I, I don't remember. They were talking about the scoring. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. It seems really confusing. But people apparently were really gravitating towards this 
it, it sounded like it was giving people a window into a lot of people saying, well, I don't like tennis. I don't like badminton, but I like this. So, well, you know what it was for us? My husband can't, you know, he's got a bad shoulder, so he can't play tennis because he can't raise his arm over his head. Pickleball, pickleball, you're basically playing close to your chest. So you don't have to, you know, there's not as much arm extension, at least for him. And when we were playing, and I have to tell you, we did not learn scoring. All I did was learn where to hit the ball, how to hit the ball and uh, that, that I can hit the ball. That was exciting. So, I haven't, I, and then it's so funny. Our friend who's, who's really pretty brilliant was trying to explain the scoring to me. And it went, I, and I'm, I, I can pick up things. I did not get it. So that's the next thing I also have to learn too, is how to score. Yeah. So. <laughs> So my takeaway from all this, first of all, I want to give a little sound effect for some cheering here. Oh. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Trying different things and learning that something can be fun. And sometimes when I, when somebody gets into the details of it, like, well, this is how you score and this is how you do this. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. It's yeah. really confusing to me, but I do know that I'm enjoying this moment. So let's just stay in the moment. <laughs> That's kind of what I did. I was like, let's let's do the scoring next year when we come to visit. Let me just let me just get playing here and figuring out how to use the racket because you use it a little differently than a tennis racket. And you know, and uh, I think the hardest part for us was adjusting to eighty-four degree weather. You know, it's like your body has to adjust to being in that heat and stuff. But anyway, that that was really fun. I'm excited about that, and uh, it's evidently a very social sport. So my friend who was watching my dog for me while we were gone knows all about it. So uh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to start getting into some pickleball, pickleball routines here. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that was a really yeah. great way to start it off because I think it kind of just goes back to this whole concept to the conversation on opening up with this, what this word creativity means yeah. and taking it to that next step is doing things that are fun and not worrying yes. about the rules and well, this is how you score and this is what you do this. It's like, okay, we're just, we want to have fun. We're adjusting to being in a new space and we're socializing and we're engaging and we're enjoying each other's company. And I think that just kind of opens a really nice window of the conversation. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, very, very much so. It was a great, great point. Great point about that too. Yeah, we got a little sunburned, but next time I'll get a better suntan lotion when I pick a ball. The whole thing with weather, that's a whole separate topic is how oh. to like what you prepare for and how your body needs to, you know, transition and all this kind yeah. of stuff. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. So. Okay. So I personally love your content because I love what I call this transform uh, crap into a holy shift. Oh, um, but let's start off with the question that I ask everybody to begin with, which is how do you define creativity? Well, it's really interesting, Hollis, that you asked me that because after we first talked and, you know, I was understanding the, 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 um, content that you wanted to go over with this in the, in this podcast is that I was thinking about that. And then I've been studying a course in miracles and, um, I listened to this gentleman named Reverend Tony, uh, who does different, um, video sessions and talks about different lessons in the book. And he talked about the creative process, which was a very different way for me to think about creativity. Cause for me, usually creativity being a creative person is you're involved in some kind of creative activity songwriting, artistic, you know, you're drawing, you're dancing, you're writing a book, whatever that may be. But, um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of get long winded here. For me, one of the frustrations or, or the, the ah crap I've been experiencing the last couple of years is as our business has been growing so much, I've had less time to put into my quote unquote creative process, which for me was always songwriting, writing blogs, um, doing things from a more writing perspective. So I was feeling a little down on myself. And then Reverend Tony started talking to me about the creative process for all of us. We're in it every moment because we have these beliefs that then create these thoughts that then create these behaviors that then create these outcomes. And that was the creative process of the way he described it based on A Course in Miracles. And I was like, oh man, that's so freaking cool. So even if I'm not writing a song or even if I'm not doing my, uh, you know, uh, blog or posts or whatever, I am constantly every moment of the day in this creative process. 
Mm-hmm. And I loved that definition of the creative process. And I can't, again, it's not mine. It's from A Course in Miracles because it allowed me to open up to creativity as being a part of every moment of my life. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say for me, creativity or the creative process has become more of that, you know, change your thinking, change your life or focusing and being aware of how your thoughts are affecting your energy and how that's affecting your emotion and how that's affecting what you do and how you, you know, experience your day. So I hope that kind of makes sense. There. Totally does. And thank you for all of that because I could not agree more. And that's what it is in this whole concept of the expansion is uh, to me, creativity, it's life. It, yeah. it's, it, it is like you, it's in all the moments and we, get to choose, even though a lot of times we don't feel like we get to choose, Mm. there is choice in how we can, in what clothes we choose to put on our body, how we do our hair, if we put makeup on or not, what conversations we have, words we choose to use, people we interact with and how we interact with them. I see these as, I see it as a movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of choosing characters and acting in a character in a role and that everything's changeable but i also see them all as sculptures because i see them um as malleable and they can literally be carved into and shaped in like like clay it can be hands in the clay they can be created so i think the freedom i love um what you got from this course that you're in Mm. in this expansion of understanding that the creative process is in every moment yeah, every moment. It's just been it's just been a very different way to experience the day as a creative person as opposed to being a creative artist. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, a creative person as opposed to a creative artist. Um yes. and I I've been just trying to revel in that more um as I still am looking for different ways to create time and space to get back to my creative artist experience. Mm. That's, yeah, thank you for that, um, because I think that's a really great differentiation of creative person and creative artist. It's mm. it, it's giving, it's not taking, because what, what I'm trying to do and being an art teacher for 30 years and going to art school and all of that, yeah. what, what I'm trying to do is not take accolades or acknowledgement of these talents from people whether it be the visual arts, music, acting, you know, whatever's labeled as a quote unquote creative art process. But what this space is fully about is about the understanding that each and every person is a creative person because you have the ability to express, you have the ability to create at every moment. Yes. You have the ability to create these moments. And when you are aware that you, that you can create these moments, it's freaking life changing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very revelatory when you can, you know, I'm going to step back a bit. We, when we work with our clients, one of the things we always encourage for them, cause we're all about working with their uniqueness to really find their differentiator and figure out how to kind of fuel that into all their work. But, you know, for us, we tell them that, you know, being creative is a practice, you know, you need to show up every day. Okay. There's a, there's a difference for me in like doing a creative practice where I'm showing up and I'm writing. And I'm, you know, really allowing those divine downloads to kind of come and express them and so forth, as opposed to being a creative, doing a creative daily life. Like you just said, like everybody is creative. And there's so many times you hear people say, oh, I'm not creative, you know, and it's like, you know, we're all, we all, we're all creative and we're all creators, right? Mm -hmm. That's to me, that's the way we've been, we've been manifested as the beings that we are here on the planet. So uh, it's been a nice I've been noticing a nice shift in consciousness too, and that I think people are understanding that a lot more too. I think as people become more aware and open their consciousness to different ideas and different ways in which we, you know, uh, can function and be as human beings or human doing beings, um, then I think there's been much more of an awareness that we are creative in everything we do and that we are all creators. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Ali, why don't you take us on, I know this is a little open-ended, but wherever you want to start in this, maybe take us on a journey um, of how you got from whatever point you want to start of where you'd been in this thinking about creativity and your 
process and your growing up or whatever to where you are now. If you could take us on a little journey and then obviously getting into the transforming the uh, crap into a holy shift. Oh, so you mean just starting with my childhood kind of thing, the interests, and then where that moved to, and then coming here? Like, where would you like me to start? That's what I was saying. I know it's open ended, but wherever, wherever, wherever you let's feel, start with tomorrow, yesterday, <laughs> wherever you feel you want to take us on a little journey to help sure. get us get you to well, where you are now. I think you know my blessing and my curse has been that I've always been uh, able to really uh, tune into my left and my right brain. So I grew up very creative. I was a musician. I loved to write songs on the piano. I loved to take dance class. Um, but I was also a really good student academically. So I had a very intellectual um, school experience as well as being an artist. And I think that there was a point along the line where I started to veer away from my creativity and got more into the intellectual because they were concerned about making a living. How am I going to support myself? You know, the whole thing where you go to college and then you become an adult and, you know, what are you going to do kind of thing. Right. Um, so I ended up going into arts administration and then I worked uh, more in the corporate world than I did as an artist. Um, I was a French horn player, classical French horn player in high school, decided not to go to Juilliard. I really didn't like the whole competitive industry of being a musician. So it kind of turned me off. Mm -hmm. um, and then I met my husband who was like total opposite of me. He, you know, he was a musician, a performer, you know, an entrepreneur, had a whole different way of approaching life. And he really influenced me in terms of, I didn't have to follow the dictates of the quote unquote usual path in which most people do, you know, find a job, make a living, you know, based on security and safety and so forth. So he really got me into the whole entrepreneurial mindset. And then at the same time, I was just kind of writing songs and writing music and he was performing. And then we ended up putting together a, we wrote a musical together and he went out and he was the performer for our show. And I did all the business and I managed it. And again, using my, both my left and right brain, we're very creative in terms of writing all the music, the storyline, we put the whole show together. And then for 15 years, we toured that all over the country and made a living as artists. And so being able to do both the business and the artist side really served both of us, because both of us are good business business people mm -hmm. in terms of being able to make a living as an artist. And then it just evolved into, I started writing kids music. I love to write kids music. Um, then we had children and um, you know, my kids are both artists. My son's a producer and a singer songwriter and a DJ. My daughter's a musical theater performer and uh, has her own wedding dance business. She teaches wedding dance. So we're all entrepreneurs and all artistic. Mm. Um, and I think getting to transforming our crap into a holy shift uh, over, God, is it 15 years ago? 12, 15 years? Oh my God. Um, I was going through a rough patch. And I remember I was seeing a therapist. She said, why don't you just start writing it all down? So I started writing and um, I started sharing a lot of my essays and so forth with my husband who started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, what are you laughing at? This is like serious shit going on here. I'm having a rough time. And I have to say, my husband's always been very supportive of me. So it's not like I have that kind of, you know, you don't understand me kind of thing. So he said, no, it's just that even when you're in angst, you're always funny, you know, mm -hmm. and you can always bring out like the humorous kind of, you know, personal growth side of it. So I started writing a book and I wrote a book called Life Sucks. Just kidding. And that kind of started me on a trajectory where I did a one woman show with it. I did actually only one performance, but it was very exciting that I actually did that because I'm not, I'm not as much of a performer. I'm more of the behind the scenes person. I'm the writer, the producer, director. I don't really perform, but I had a great time just being able to bring that to life for, for one evening performance, which is exciting and was hoping to maybe take that on the road and do more things, but life just didn't show up in that way. And then, um, I started writing a musical called What About Me, which is all about women in their late 40s who are, you know, we've been moms, we've been working, and we put something that's really important to us to the side and haven't really been able to, you know, bring that to life yet. And how do you, how do you finally find yourself again and start working on your passion again? So it's all about a, um, a working mom who decides to quit her job and write a musical and throws her family into total disarray. So that was a project where I got a couple shows up and then I was trying to look for producers and some investors and the pandemic hit. 
and theater kind of got a whack. So that mm -hmm. was a little tough. So that was a that was another project that put together. And then I had always been writing my blog, Transforming Our Crap into Whole Shift, which was really it's titled Sucky to Soulful. Because I think my journey for me as an artist has always been, you know, how do you deal with the sucky? Like, what the hell do you do? What are the tools that we have? What are the different ways that we manage that? So, you know, I've been a real personal growth junkie, doing a lot of reading, um, getting involved with a lot of different teachers and, and trying to just figure out what the quote unquote truth is here, at least for me, and how to be able to bring that here to the planet as I uh, exist in, uh, in physical form or until I transition to the next whatever it is I'm going to. So, um, yeah, so that's, and now I work with our husband, my husband and I have our business capitalizing uniqueness. We've been doing that for, for over 12 years. And that's really where we're, our bread and butter is where we work with coaches, authors, speakers, consultants to really help them kind of bring their passion to life and really figure out, you know, who they are, what makes them special and how they can infuse that into all of their work and their signature work in a way that they can really make an impact on the planet. Cause a lot of people we work with are very mission driven very, very mission-driven entrepreneurs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there's so much to talk about. Um, <laughs> How did I do? Did I go on and on too much? Was that, was that too much? Not enough? No, I hope that was, this okay. was incredible. It's, I tried to make it concise. <laughs> this is this is a conversation. We're sitting around a table having a conversation and you put so many areas, so many topics out there that I'm going to go with. But some of the things about your specific, your musical and all that, I'm just going to put to the side for a minute because I want to give a little bit more time into this space that you've created for people. Um, I know that you said like vision, purpose, passion. Can you just tell us like a little bit, like how do you help your clients in this way to discover their uniqueness? Well, I think the first thing we do, and I think the gift of being a writer is I understand the value of sitting down and taking the time to answer questions. Because if someone asks you a question and you need to then respond, it brings up a lot of information that sometimes you're not even aware of. You, you know, like I know as a writer, sometimes when I'm sitting down to write something like, oh my God, where did that come from? You know, I didn't even know that was, I had that in my consciousness. So the first thing we do with our clients is we have a huge questionnaire that only takes them three years to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have about three years to answering that and then we can work with them. No, it's, you know, it's like, a, you know, questions that for us, you know, are helping to reveal um, really who they are on a very personal and professional level. So we can start to then see many pieces of who they are because if we don't understand who they are like we don't separate professional and personal mm -hmm. because we feel we're all holistic beings we bring everything to what we do every day so for us it's not about just asking professional questions it's really we try to ask questions that are going to give us a sense of what's important to this person what are their values what are their beliefs you know, what are some of the things that they have, uh, they want to do with their life? You know, where do they see themselves in terms of how they communicate and relate to other people? Um, so for us, it's about, you know, asking questions. And then what I'm finding is, is that when people answer these questions, there's stuff that comes up for them that may, they may not always be aware is there. We call them, you know, gems of brilliance that they may be overlooking or not able to see because they just haven't been asking themselves the right questions. Hmm. So that's kind of where we first uh, start with. And it's so important, right? Because we are our business. Yeah. So when you are, when it is yours, we are our business. And what I find in this whole entrepreneurship journey is that when we are not truly being, I love that aspect of really, of creating this questionnaire of really, and listening, of having people go beyond the surface because yeah. we can compare, we can be like, Oh, well, I really like the way they did it. So, you know, this is obvious. Everybody we've heard this and talked about it, but it's just bringing up the point of, Oh, well, they're obviously successful at that. And I like that approach. So I want to do something like that. Right. Well, that's great. If that feels like it's kind of really vibing and your, uh, what you want to express what you want to, but if you, are coming at it a space of jealousy or, okay, well, they're successful and I want to be successful. That's not doing anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think too, what, 
what I what I get very excited about, we tend to work with um, professionals who've been working, you know, they've, they're professionals, they've been doing business for a while, whether they're in a corporate, and they're looking to move into an entrepreneur space, or they're an entrepreneur, and they're stuck. You know, it's really exciting to me when I see these people get excited about something new, and they get stimulated by something new that they didn't even realize what that they had, yeah. that they can now bring to the table. And the thing that I love to do is for me, because I'm the content developer. So when we work to put it together, we have something called a signature work platform, a signature program guide, we do webinars, we do, I do a lot of content work with my clients, but it's really about so many people have great ideas and great expertise, but they don't know how to put it into a methodology. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about helping them mold it, like you said before, sculpting, molding, making something really work so that they have a system, they have a process, they have a journey they can take their clients on, or they're doing a presentation they can take their audience on that really makes sense and really relates to exactly how they want to help people. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's not so much about, it's not my ideas that I'm working with these people on. It's really about pulling out stuff from them and showing them that this, we can put this together in this way and this is how it's going to work so much better where you'll be able to really communicate exactly what it is that you want to do with people in that way. So what gets very exciting for me is when people like get excited by the new things in themselves that they can bring to the table. That's what I love to see. You know, I love to see someone go, oh, wow, that's so cool. And it's so cool. It's theirs. <laughs> so yeah. they can really own it and it's their baby and they've birthed it. And uh, that's really, to me, what we try to do here. It's not so much tell them what to do or give them the information they need to do it with, um, but to guide them into pulling out really potent material within themselves that can now be brought out into the light and really help them stand out in their market. The words that just really resonated in what you said was guide and yep. pull, pulling out. Yep. And I, I just think that's important to accentuate and have people understand that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, as we go through this process, we we um, can get stuck in the tunnel. And yeah. Yeah. that's like, we, we know what we're passionate about, but then the beauty is, is this outside voice uh, being the guide and really pulling out, like you said, these gems, because as we just, you know, do a a spew, whether it's on paper or auditory, or you're just yelling it out, talking it out, or you're just saying, you're just talking, that's where the gems are. And it's like, oh, let's get beyond just the surface. Let's kind of really get at the core of like, what is my why? Where are things coming from? Yeah. And, and you know, I see it very much similar to parenting. Because for me, parenting was very much about really exposing my kids to a lot of different things and then seeing where they got excited, seeing where they got a hit, seeing where they were interested in doing that and really just, you know, helping them step into the different stages of how to develop that interest or that passion. So for me, it's very much about, if you make coaching about the other person, then it, it becomes for me a very meaningful experience. You know, I, mm -hmm. I'll never forget one of our clients I was, who I was working with, um, all of a sudden I'm getting all these messages on my phone that he's calling me and I couldn't pick up. And I'm like, what the frick is going, what, I hope he's, you know, what's going on? He never calls me, you know, mm -hmm. but he wanted to tell me when he got his first $10,000 client, he needed to tell me in person, you know, he mm -hmm. was just so excited about it. And it was so rewarding that he did that for himself. And then also I just loved that he wanted me to know. He wanted to personally tell me, and appreciated the the role that my, that Jimmy and I played in helping him to get to that point. So, and it's like when your kid comes home and they get really excited, they just wrote a song, like my kids are songwriters. They just wrote a song and they have to play it for you and you have to listen to it, you know? It's yeah. just, it's so wonderful when people want to share the things that make them feel really great about being here on the planet. It, yeah. And it, it's like you said, it's when it's about, it's about them because you're here for them and you're present. And that's the thing in that kind of in everything that you do, it's you're being present for these people to show up in a vulnerable and in, in any of these coaching situations and everything, it's vulnerable. And, and it's very, you're and it be uncomfortable too. I always tell my clients when I start working with them with the content, I'm like, look, just be ready 
comfortable being uncomfortable for a little bit until you get the process and we get it all down, but just hang in there. But I tell people, and I might told my kids too, you know, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable sometimes if you want to create something new. Yes. Not always comfortable, but it, yeah, you know? Yeah. I say that as, yeah. Share that quote often, get comfortable with the uncomfortable because <laughs> when you're, when you're growing and expanding yeah, and exploring and giving yourself permission to mess up and, and, um, uh, you know, really finding more balance and, or harmony, whatever you want to call it. It's there's, there's so much, it's like, well, is this working or it's not working? And what have I been doing? There's the two, there's the different, there's the side of, oh my God. Okay. I have this business. What am I doing wrong? Like yeah. I'm not getting like, obviously I'm doing something wrong and I'm not getting to people and they're not responding and da, da, da. and all of these things that obviously feel like they feel like crap. There's the uh, crap. And then there's that shift yes. when in what you're helping them do to be able to be like, oh, so this is really the verbiage that is, is you know, I should be saying more or this is really more specific so people understand what I'm talking about because maybe I'm talking too much right. and they don't understand what I'm saying. Um, there's just there's There's just so much. But when that holy shift happens... That feels amazing. Oh, it does, doesn't it? I love that. I love that moment. Well, what's really interesting to me, because we work with quote unquote adults, you know, all, you know, people, I would say, you know, we work with people from 40 on up, you know, it's really fascinating to me sometimes when I see these professionals that have been in business for a long time and they get so excited and it's like this childlike, oh my God, this is so cool. And you can just see, I can just see what these people look like when they were seven or eight years old, you know? <laughs> when they were, they were a kid and they were like, and it's just, I love those little moments. You know, I like that little moments when you can see the childlike wonder and excitement in an adult's face or an adult's expression. It just, you know, that when that happens, it's working and it's right. That's yes. And you know what adults, that needs to happen more. Yeah. Like get over this whole adulting thing, yeah. you know, well, Hollis, I have responsibility. You know, I have a family or I'm, you know, single, I have a mortgage and I have bills and I have this and I have that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh my God, can we just get over ourselves? <laughs> and can we incorporate, like you're saying, this excitement, this wonder, this curiosity, this play into the moments? Yeah. And no. everybody, you might be like, that's so cheesy. That's so, you know, oh, but you know what? As you're drinking your drink, whatever it is in the morning, like actually enjoy the taste of it and smile. Yeah. Well, smiling is a yoga pose, you know, too. Smiling, <laughs> you know, it's like when you, and I, I'll never forget someone telling me this. When you smile, your whole energy in your body changes. It's really interesting. Just that little act of smiling kind of thing. So it does it yeah. does it, it takes you and breathe like get beyond the shallow breath and get to a deeper breath like actually get oxygen into your body yeah. um there's so many ways to really just kind of get centered in the moment and yeah I, I can't express enough i love that you brought up about those childlike moments because that's so much of what i see also yeah. is yeah when people become less serious and less critical there's so much, so much expansion and growth it that happens it, you in know, there. And it, it's so funny. Sometimes you have to wear people down, you know, because we have a client who's really like serious and quiet and, you know, love. but now after three months, every time Jamie gets on the phone, cause Jamie's a little kooky too at times, he, Jamie just cracks him up. He just starts laughing. And I love seeing him laugh because when we do videos with him in the beginning, it's so different than now. Like in the beginning, it was so serious and you know, by the time now he can do some videos, he can smile, he can be a little joyful. And it's just so nice to see that, you know, it's nice to see that transformation in a person. Not everybody's like that, but I'm just saying we do have a client who started out very serious. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a while to get to him, but we did get to him and it's very exciting to see him loosen up and relax a little bit. Well, you've created the safe space for him to, to feel like he can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you know, and it's just, and we're both very relaxed and comfortable. We don't, you know, we don't go into the hoity-toity place uh, that some people do. So mm -hmm. I, I think I like that. I like, I, I just, it's nice because if we relax like that, it gives other people the, like you said, it gives them the, the freedom to also feel like they can relax as well. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to prove anything. They don't have yeah. to. No. Yeah have a certain veneer of, oh, this is who I am and I'm so successful and this is what I do. When right. on the inside, they're like, help. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very, very true. 
Oh, please. So, okay, Ali. So let's kind of the second question, and you've kind of framed some things, but this is where I wanted to kind of address some of the things before, um, which is the question is, how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Mm-hmm. And you're going to answer this, um, but I really would love to hear about like, you did a one woman show. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, just for one night, remember, I wanted to make it bigger, but it just happened for one night. Yeah, but how did, I mean, how did that, that feel? You know, it was really pretty spectacular because, you know, I'm not really a performer. Um, and what I did was I took my book and I had essays in it and I read the essays. And then within, after each of the essays incorporated, I've been writing music for the last 40 years. So I then would pick out songs that I've written. And I would read an essay and then I would have my friend Barbara sing the song that would relate to that essay, that topic. So I kind of made it, you know, a reading of an essay, then a song and then reading of an essay, then a song and so forth. So it kind of, it was kind of a mini musical mm-hmm. and it was really, it was, you know, it was pretty spectacular for me because I, I think part of me was like, no, I can't do that. No, I don't do that. And my husband's really been good at pushing me when I'm not comfortable to do something like that. So he really pushed me to do that. And he also then, after I did the show, pushed me to do my blog, pushed me. I wrote a course, seven week course based on transforming our crap into holy shift. So he pushed me to do a lot of things that I don't think I would have done if he hadn't done that. So he really worked for me as a muse way back when to really get this stuff together. Um, the musical was pretty much, I was ready to go and I knew what I had to do now and I'd stepped more into my creative process. Um, but it was really, it, it was an incredible memory. So I, I, I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing it and I got a great response and, you know, there's nothing better than when you write something and people say, yeah, I like that. That was really cool. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. So that was really wonderful. Yeah. And it's a very important point that you just brought up to reinforce that, again, get comfortable with the uncomfortable because yeah. you put yourself in a situation where, and it could have very well gone the other direction of, you know, I don't do that. I wrote, I write the content and someone else performs it. Yeah. And this is where, you know, not to get dark, but on our deathbed, this is where people feel this stuff where they're like, oh my God, I yeah. wish I did that. Yeah. I wish I did that. Yeah. Um, so good for you. Kudos to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's 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 definitely moments and uh, there's moments that I can look back and say, yeah, I did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And you're getting um, kudos from Darcy. You said Ali is so inspiring and talented. Oh wow! Thank you, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 true. Yeah, appreciate that comment. So, Ali, why don't you tell us now, kind of like where you are at this moment in your uh, window of lifetime? How, how do you incorporate more creativity into your, into your world? Well, I think, as I said in the beginning, I'm a little frustrated right now. I'm a little, I'm not exactly sure where to go. I, I, I usually am creative when I have a project to work on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of me is just like, I have this musical, I could go out and try to keep getting it. You know, I've spent a lot of time trying to get backers, trying to get investors, trying to get it out there. And I just, it's, it's still business. It's not being in the creative mode. So, um, I'm trying to figure out now what I really want to do. That's gonna, that's gonna really feed my creative needs or my creative soul. Do I just want to sit and write songs? Do I want to write kids books? I have some kids books I want to write. Do I want to, you know, write another musical? I I'm, I'm a little, lost right now also because not lost, I shouldn't say lost, just figuring it out. I'm in the fit, in the process of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, as I said, from at the beginning, I've been focusing more on looking at each moment as the creative process. So whether I'm, you know, growing some orchids or whether I'm grooming my dog, whether I'm talking to a client, whether I'm creating dinner, whatever it may be, I'm trying to work more to see myself as a creative person and not just a creative artist. Because for me, there was, once the pandemic hit, there was like grief. There was like, I felt like I lost part of myself because, you know, theater had such a bad hit. It was, it was very tough. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that's where I had to readjust a little bit in terms of what creativity means to me and how I'm going to work to be creative. So I would say I am working to be creative in every moment, even in this conversation to me, this is a conversation where, you know, we're having a conversation with questions and ideas that we haven't done before. Right. So it's like, just as we're talking, I'm even stepping back and seeing what new things can come up for me that I can share that might also be a creative expression of, of, of myself and my ideas. Mm. I love that. And th yes, it's all in, and this is what I want people to hear. And then I see that Dorothy wrote, uh, I'm sorry, Darcy, you wrote something. And I'm going to look at it in a minute, but um, the moments growing orchids, grooming the dog, creating dinner conversation. These are the moments that we create. And it, it's, this is, helps tell our story. It, it helps, it helps create our movie <laughs> and you can choose what your movie is. You can choose if it's a drama, if it's a horror movie, if it's a romantic comedy, if it's um, comedy, if it's all of those above. Um, I, I think too, as you're saying that though, I think what I'm realizing is that I'm learning how to be with myself in a different kind of way mm -hmm. that I haven't been before because for me, creativity was also very involved with business, making a living, being a project. Um, yeah. I'm starting to, and this is probably just the second part of my answer to your question. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to figure out how I can be creative just for the sake of enjoying being creative as opposed to writing a musical. Or like I said, you know, my husband and I for 15 years had a musical we worked uh, toward throughout the country. That was our business, you know, right. or, you know, um, uh, writing my musical was part of creating another part of my business. So that's where I think, as you're asking the question, I'm realizing that I'm trying to learn how to just be creative for the sake of being creative yeah. and enjoying that as opposed to what project can I work on where I have to get it out there and share it and other people have to hear it and so forth. Which, and Darcy responded by saying, maybe sit in meditation and open to the universe for the impactful download, trust and yes. allow for divine direction. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Darcy. I do do that as well. And I also, um, I listen at all different times. If I'm driving, if I'm cooking, I'm just, I just try to be open as much as I can when I have those moments too, but very good advice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Darcy. And it just really is, um, in, in stating what you just said of being creative just to be, it, it it's it is it's in it when you are within that you know creative for a living and then you're changing the gears on to how can i just create without having to have an outcome right without yeah. having to make it money without having it's just bringing me pure enjoyment it's just yeah. making me laugh it's making me feel quiet it's making me feel, whatever you want to feel from that um we it, it's funny like as a uh, as a family. So my kids are older, um, yeah. in the sense of soon to be 20 and 23. Um, one time I, uh, was just all of a sudden they do live at home still. And I was like, everybody come downstairs. And I said, we're going to hula hoop. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and I happen to have a hula hoop in the living room. It's now down in my office. And I was like, I don't know, let's just hula hoop. And it ended okay. up turning in. It was this spontaneous thing that turned into so much fun. It was like this divine idea of just like, okay, let's just do this activity. No thought went into it besides just acting on it spontaneously. And we laughed so hard for a good hour. And it's just, it's, it's those moments, everybody. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's very special when you have those moments and you remember them keep them in your pocket, you know, to pull yeah. out when you need them too. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's for me, I think too, learning how to be creative with me just to be with me. It doesn't have to be something, you know, cause as a writer and you have a blog and stuff, you're always putting stuff out there where you want, you want to share with people. You want to exchange yeah. ideas with people. This is just like, okay, now I just got to be with me. And what do I want to do with me? How can I be my own best friend? And, 
you know, I, I'll never forget a friend of mine. I said, what'd you do the other day? She, goes, oh, she said, ah, oh, I went on a date with myself <laughs> mm -hmm. and she took herself to the movies and a manicure and a pedicure. And mm -hmm. it was just a great way to describe, you know, how she was just, you know, loving herself up. And I just kind of love that. So that's, that's the place I'm at with my creativity right now. How am I meeting Allison and enjoying being with her and finding creative moments in that sense? So do you have any kind of a um, morning or evening routine? For you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I, what do I do? I wake up, uh, I swish around with coconut oil in my mouth <laughs> and then spit it out and brush my teeth. Mm -hmm. I then will come down and I will put all the dishes away. I'll walk the dog and then feed him. And then I will sit and do my Course in Miracles. They, the Course in Miracles is a big, big, big book. And they have like lessons each day for 365 days. So I will then do a lesson uh, for 15 minutes or so. And then I get to work and then I just go start working and so forth. At night, uh, I, you know, at night I don't have as much of a spiritual practice. I've been trying to listen to podcasts a little bit as I get ready for bed. Um, but I would say my morning is kind of where I try to set my tone and get myself ready for the day from a more energetic, uh, connection. Mm. And I think it's just, I love asking people because I love hearing the different answers and the variety Yeah, and understanding that it's yours and right. release the comparison of, well, it's not a morning routine until I meditate for two hours. Like that's not that's for some people, but some people that's not for <laughs> like, okay. it really is what kind of brings you that sense of peace. And like you said, like energetic alignment. Yeah. Um, that's a never, alignment. And what you said with the, you know, getting up, doing the coconut oil, swishing it around, going downstairs, doing the dishes. I love doing the dishes. I, my daughter <laughs> just told me that I really suck at it. She's like, I just went to grab a cup and oh my God, mom, really? <laughs> I was like, well, you could do it. She's like, you were just saying how much you love doing it. Oh God. <laughs> and, but it we're really is. in my house. It's opposite in my house. My husband and I are very meticulous with the dishes and my kids are like not so. Like, but is it the point where it's like, ah, oh, forget it. We're just doing it. We, I mean, they're older. They're in their, tw you know, 24 and 30. So still we yell at them and we make a big joke out of it too. My kids, <laughs> it's like the big joke in the house now, you know, how the kids wash the dishes. So at least it, we made it fun. Thank God. But yeah, I actually wouldn't mind if my husband would put the dishes away in the morning, but I'm not going to make a big deal out of that. I surrender and let it go. And I just put my podcast on while I do it. So at least, you know, I multitask and make the most out of it. Yes. I find it to be like a meditation. I love the warm water. I love the, you know, just kind of the repetition of the movement. Yeah. Um, for me, that's kind of a nice way to ease in to the day. And like you said, then with your dog, you have a dog, we have cats, but ah. I've heard, I've heard from other people too, you know, with the dog going outside and being in nature and really being in that moment, what a great way to get aligned. Yeah. You know, I had to get to that point because I've had dogs for like 25 years and I'm getting a little tired of taking care <laughs> of dogs. I have to admit, I have a sweet, delicious little dog right now, but he's, he's, he's a little guy and they tend to be more, they need more stuff than the bigger dogs. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I had to exactly do that. I had to shift that instead of like saying, ah, shit, I got to go out in the five feet is five inches of snow right now. And blah, blah, blah. You know, you just have to, like you said, oh, it's getting me outside. I'm breathing fresh air. You know, uh, the snow's higher than my dog, but I'll figure out a place for him to poop. <laughs> we'll figure this out. So yeah, it does, you know, there's, there's always change in perspective, right? <laughs> the problem solving along the way. Yes, definitely. Excuse my phone. It's ringing. I thought I turned it off. Oh, okay, good. Stop. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so, okay. So before we move on to the last and final question, I'm just curious about since you enjoy, since, you know, one time you uh, really enjoyed uh, playing instruments, is there any kind of music in particular that you do enjoy? To listen to, or I don't really play music anymore right yeah, now. Yeah, to listen to. Oh gosh. You know, I like everything. And I have to admit, uh, my favorite music right now is my son's music. So he's been writing a lot of great songs and he tends to be very eclectic. But, you know, I, I love everything. I love like funk. I love pop. I love classical. 
uh, jazz. It just depends on my mood kind of thing. I even put on dog music on the YouTube for my dog if I go out for They actually have. They actually, you can actually Google dog music and they have a ton of videos of like dog music. Like, oh my God. So, oh my God. I will, now, I will even listen to dog music. <laughs> now I'm curious. I want to know what dog music is. Does yeah, it have words? Yeah, you could. Well, it's just like, you know, nice, soothing, you know, uh, instrumental music, basically, you know, like meditative. Yeah. Some of it is really cool and some of it's really awful. So you just have to, you have to find the right. It's like, you know, those smooth jazz stations on, on YouTube of the videos. Do you know those yeah. at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are like, oh my God, you know, yeah. terrible. And then other ones are kind of good. So you just have to search around and find, you know, find what works for you or for your dog. I don't even know if it makes a difference, but I just remember my father always putting music on when he left the house for his dog. So I figured, you know, if dad was doing that, maybe I should do that too. So I, I put music on for Zeus if we go out. I love that. And I, I know there is a comfort in us as humans and what the dogs actually want. I don't know, unless you're a dog whisperer and you can <laughs> find right. out. But you just made me think of, this is like a side note, but one time when we lived in New York and um, we went back to Jersey uh, and Philly to visit family and- okay we had this answering machine where we could listen in um, <laughs> to the apartment okay. to find just to listen in. And wow. the, um, the radio was on and we didn't leave the radio on. So then of course we're like, Oh my God, why is the radio on? Blah, 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 oh, blah. We, <laughs> we got in touch with the super and he went into our place and the cat stepped on the, um, Oh God, uh, the on button. They stepped on the on button on the, uh, on the clock radio. <laughs> So they turned on the music. Oh, wow. That's so turned on the music. I don't know. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know if he likes it or not. I can't really tell, but um, it just, I guess it makes us feel like if we were here, we wouldn't want to be alone, right? We'd rather have Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't want it. My, my, my son's always saying, oh, I want to be a dog next life. I'm like, are you kidding me? So freaking boring. They just sit around and do nothing until you take them outside. They have to wait till you feed them. I mean, they're dependent on everything from someone else. It just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't sound fun to me. And they chew their feet. I would never want to be chewing my feet. It does not sound fun. I don't know what my dog gets out of. I mean, I know it's an allergy, but it's like, you know, oh my God, no, thank you very much. So anyway. <laughs> That's so funny. We could have like a whole conversation on this. Yeah. When our cats are, <laughs> we have one really um, uh, overweight cat. He's like 20 some pounds. Oh, wow. But, but when he licks himself, he puts his leg up in this ballerina position. It's just so funny. It's like he looks so. I'm actually um, sitting here looking at my like, dog chew on his foot as I'm talking to you. And I said his name and he looked at me. He's like, what are you looking at? You know, it's like, please let me know. And I'm, I'm, I'm messing around with my foot right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, everybody. So enough about that. So here we go to the last and final question, which is kind of like the, the ribbon on the box or whatever you want to call it little repetitive, but it ties it all together, which is, why do you think creativity is important? I don't think we have a choice. I mean, come on. It's, we don't have a choice. This is the way we were created to be creative. I, I just don't think, I mean, if you look at the planet, everything is creative. So I, I don't think we have, I don't think we have much, I think it's just who we are and what we do. So uh, I hope that answers the question a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just think it's 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 a natural part of our planet, our system, our experience as humans. I think, I mean, you think about it. You know, they talk about the the. I'm thinking of. I'm just thinking of the term now. I can't remember it. Um, I can't think of it. But anyway, it's the fact that every moment is every everything is creating. Everything is new. Everything is changing. There's you know in the word change, there should be the word creative somehow because we're always creating. I know creating may be different than creative, but to me, it's like, again, it's all kind of connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everybody own these moments. <laughs> Take own out these of your creative moments. Own these creative moments. <laughs> Take out of your vocabulary that I am not creative because that does nothing but reinforce this old thinking that it has to be a certain way. Um, right. So I, before we get to uh, you telling how people can connect, I wanted you to acknowledge that Darcy um, had to go, but she said, thank you so much. Um, oh, wonderful. So, uh, 
cool. Very cool. Thank you for telling me that too. I'm sure you heard that. So, okay. So Allie, how can uh, people connect with you? Uh, the best place to connect with me is email, which is Allie Schuyler one, A-L-I-S-K-Y-L-A-R-1, number one, at gmail.com. And I'm always happy to reply and respond and connect. And also on LinkedIn, Allie Schuyler, A-L-I-S-K-Y-L-A-R. And um, yeah, I look forward to speaking to anybody that's interested in talking to me. Give me a shout out. Email me. That would be wonderful. Hmm. Holly, really- I have to tell you before we get off. Yeah. Great job. You are a great interviewer. Love this conversation. Really, you're just so good at, at listening and hearing and and kind of figuring out and absorbing who the person is and then really asking the right questions and creating a very meaningful conversation. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot, a lot coming from you, especially. So really with what you do and with who you are. So I really appreciate that. Um, Thank you. That right back at you. So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything that you feel that's top of mind or anything with this topic or uh, crap, holy shift? Is there anything that's you feel like you want to share before we say goodbye? Well, I think the only thing I would share is that remember that change and creativity kind of go hand in hand. And I write these things called shiftitudes. They're affirmative acronyms. And my acronym for change is can have a new great experience. And I think if you always remember that creativity and change is about having new great experiences, then you kind of open up your world to this really wonderful space. So that would be my last, my last little sharing tip about creativity. Mm, Perfect. That is the perfect way to end. And while I'm saying the goodbyes, can you please, Allie, put your email into the chat box below so our listener can um, see it? Yeah. Hang on a second here because my phone just did something weird. Let me just get back to So, yeah. So I think that that whole shift to is like, yeah, everybody, you really want to reach out to Allie and get a window into her world um, some more. Uh, So we so appreciate you for listening in. We know that you could be doing anything with your hour and we so appreciate you spending it with us. This space is all about connecting, inspiring, sharing stories and lifting each other up. I feel like we have always needed this, but I think that we truly need it now more than ever. So please like, follow, share all of that stuff so we can reach more people to be able to do more good and um, get our messages out to the world. So on that note, and I know that Allie, you're going to put, can you put your email in there? You know, I'm trying, but it's, it's telling me to verify my email. I hate okay. to get technical. Don't worry um, about it. Don't if I do that, it. I'm afraid I'm going to lose the, 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 yeah. lose the podcast here. So I'm going to wait. It's basically AllieSkyler1 at gmail.com. Yep. There we go. So I'm going to put it in there. So Skylar S K Y L A R one at gmail.com. Oops. Okay, everybody. Here we go. Thanks for being patient. Okay. So that being said, wherever you are listening in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening, and look forward to talking to you again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. (laughs) Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, copy books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. 
we are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.